welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is a philosopher and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that by talking about topics and having guests in the show that matter to me. Things that are going to help us all level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Today's topic is all about confidence. What is it? Why is it important? How do you get it? Uh, for me, I was not born with confidence. It took me years and years and years of being insecure and not being happy with who I was to develop confidence. And that's going to be the topic for today. How can we be more, more confident? How can we not worry about what other people are thinking or even what we think about ourselves and move forward and be the best versions of ourselves, be the highest level of ourselves? That's what we're talking about today. Before we do, a couple of updates as always, or at least as I've been doing recently. First off, it's my birthday today. Uh, I have been having a couple of drinks. Most of them are out of my system by now, but uh, today is going to be a fun day. We're doing a live stream afterwards. So if you're watching the podcast version, I've been experimenting with doing these live and then just playing some games and chatting afterwards, doing a little bit of Q&A. So if you want to catch me live, then that's the best place to do it for sure. Also, thank you for all the subscribers. Nick Magstar just hitting me up, which is another point as well. Uh, Patreon. I've been doing Patreon, trying to uh, really up upgrade my Patreon recently, and I've had some new Patreons or people who are uh, just uh, people who've been supporting me for a long time. So thank you to Jared, the newest Patreon member. Thank you to Stacey and, of course, Roach or Chris, uh, homeboy for a long time. Uh, people who have been supporting me for a very, very long time. Uh, thank you so much to my friends. Thank you for the birthday wishes. It, it means a lot to me. I'm not a person that's very fond of my birthday. Uh, and that kind of goes into this topic of confidence. Uh, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more as to why this topic is important to me. Uh, but otherwise, we have the the locals we have physical locals happening we've been doing it off and on for a couple of weeks now this is in kalamazoo kalamazoo fighting game community uh, if you guys are in the area for whatever reason come through the venue is called lfg bar amazing venue amy is the owner uh, mandel you'll probably see him there he's, he's usually the one wrapping up when we are there late at night very amazing person price of admission of course is something on the menu make sure you support local businesses these guys have been here for what a year and a half now i believe something along those lines and and they've been a great venue and i greatly appreciate them so come through Thursdays from basically 5 to 11-ish right now. Um, they close around 10. They've been pretty nice about it. But, uh, but yeah, great venue. Come through, check it out. But if you can't, we have online locals as well. We have online locals on Mondays. Those are our Mighty Modem Mondays. We have Street Fighter and Dragon Ball right now. We may expand, but uh, it's just a few of us kind of running these tournaments. So we're experimenting with that. It's been great. Our last Dragon Ball tournament had $200 donated towards the, the Matcherino. So players, people, uh, spectators all donated money towards the, the Matcherino, and that was super amazing, and I, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Mega Magstar actually got second or second place. Yeah, second place. Sir the Third got first, and then a new face uh, starts with an R. I can't remember his name, but he got third place. So great to be able to pay multiple players. That was a huge goal that I wanted to do, and those guys basically did it on their own. Sir the Third streams it on his channel, so make sure you check that out. I'll have links in the description or the show notes down below. As my voice cracks. <laughs> Clearly on 33, but still hitting puberty. Nonetheless, we move on. So 
I want to talk about this topic of of confidence, and uh, it's been reoccurring for multiple reasons. I have some things I'm working on with my family that are challenging to me, uh, not just my immediate family, but uh, not just my, my my fiance, not just my son, but my my blood family as well. And being a being myself in front of them. Uh, I don't want to go into too much details yet because we're still figuring out a lot of things, but that plus talking to multiple people and and starting coaching again and talking with clients about confidence really made me think about this uh, and I can't get it off my mind. So I started doing my own research, started really reflecting on this topic of, of confidence. And the first point is why is it even important? Why is confidence important? And the honest, straightforward answer is because a lack of confidence holds you back from doing what you want. Being scared for whatever reason it might be, whether it's being scared of your own abilities uh, or not being confident in your own abilities, not being confident of what other people think about you or what you think about yourself, what your family or your friends or random strangers might think about you. Uh, it can hold you back. It can hold you back from having more fun, from uh, achieving more, making more money, Pretty much anything, you name it. And there's several reasons for why people lack confidence. Uh, it's not just a one, one, one suit fits all kind of situation uh, because everyone has experiences and a lot of it stems from childhood. Not always the case, but a lot of times something traumatizing happens to where you don't want to put yourself in that situation again. And a lot of it boils down to feelings of discomfort, feelings of insecurity. Uh, a lot of times it's feelings of what other people think about you or what you might think about yourself or trying something and the fear of failure. A lot of times the fear of failure can contribute to confidence uh, and a lack thereof. So what what is confidence? Uh, I have a definition here and then I'll give my opinion afterwards. So I want to read this to you guys and we can reflect on that and talk about it a little bit before we get into the tips. So Confidence means feeling sure of yourself and your abilities, not in an arrogant way, but in a realistic, secure way. Confidence isn't about feeling superior to others. It's about quiet inner knowledge about what you're capable of. Confident people feel ready for everyday challenges like tests, performances, and competitions. And I can say that for me, that wasn't always the case. I didn't always feel ready. I didn't always feel prepared. I didn't always feel like my abilities were good enough. For me, it wasn't always about what other people thought about me, but that was a huge factor as well when it came to things like dancing or fear of rejection, uh, i.e. sales or trying to uh, talk to girls or something like that. But most of the time, it was, you know, I, was, I loved sports. I loved playing, I loved, uh, playing football. I love karate, boxing, but when it came to actually the competition, I would do everything in my power to, to hide or to find an excuse to not show up that day because I didn't want people watching me, uh, specifically watching me fail. And I remember specifically not wanting my parents to watch me fail. Uh, that, for me, was a huge like fear, a huge crippling fear that I, I just couldn't apply myself. So I got this mindset of, why, putting, why put all my effort into something? when I'm just going to fail anyway. Like why put myself out there, try my best and then fail? And that's kind of how I lived my life for a long time. I was a very like average person. I, you know, I got C's most of the time where I got F's if I really didn't care about my grades in a certain class. Uh, most of the time I could, uh, I would get F's for homework because I never did homework. 
but I would get like A's on tests. And so I would kind of coast by on most of my classes, like anything science related, anything uh, like geometry related. I was bad at math except for geometry, anything uh, gym, always got A's in gym. <laughs> uh, but uh, anything that really challenged my way of thinking, like history, where I had to remember like specific dates and, and things like that, I didn't care. And so I usually would fail those kinds of classes or kind of barely scrape by because I remember all the stories. I remember uh, the people. I wouldn't remember specifically names or years or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I just never really applied myself because I was afraid of that, that rejection of my abilities, of what people thought about me. I never really uh, was myself in public. I kind of put on a face and was acting goofy because I didn't want people to know who I was. Um, I was scared because I was tall and so I used to get bullied. Uh, and my rule, like my rule in my family and uh, my personal rule was as long as you don't put your hands on me, I, I won't do anything. Like you can say whatever you want, but I, I'm very much a pacifist. But once you cross that line, that's when I feel the need to defend myself. And so I never got in trouble for that when I was a kid. If I did get into fights, which I got into plenty of those, um, going into karate was the first taste of confidence for me. Um, me and uh, my best friend and then actually another best friend that I met in karate that I'm still friends with today that I, I still play games with uh, both these guys. Um, like 25 years ago for one of my friends, 15 years ago for my other friend in karate, uh, learning how to defend myself, learning how to use my body uh, and doing it repetitiously really helped me to learn the confidence. And there's so many little micro lessons that I got in there that I had to write some of those down and, and I'll talk about those throughout my journey because uh, the big thing, and this is one of the tips, but I think it's just super relevant right now is that life is a journey and a lot of times we get caught up in reaching certain destinations. And I think for some of us, not all of us, but for some of us, we reach that destination. We may or may not reach that destination. It doesn't really matter to be honest, but we get there or we don't and we compare ourselves accordingly. And that messes with us rather than focusing on the journey itself. And I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more in a second. So anyways, the first lesson is don't tie self-image to your self-confidence. So think about that for a second. A lot of us, you know, especially now with social media, which is why I uninstalled it from my phones uh, and why I get on it like once or twice a day. So thank you to anyone on Facebook that I didn't respond to. I, I check it like once a day now. Um, but don't worry about what you look like to others, especially. And I want you to really think about these because it's hard to give these lessons because a lot of them are very general. And it takes, as a coach, it takes time to understand your logic, understand where you're coming from. So sometimes you're gonna to have to dig a little bit deeper and look at some of these and really figure out for yourself. So there's gonna be some homework on your side. If you really, really want to get confident, like if you're like one of those people who are just tired of being held back because of your confidence, there's not gonna be this one clear answer for you, but these are gonna be tools that can aid you in helping you be more confident. It's up to you to put the homework in. So make sure before I get into any of these other topics that you're willing to put in work, you're willing to put in time, and you're willing to do it consistently. That's actually not one of my lessons, but I feel like that should be number one, is you have to put in time, and you have to put in time consistently, just like anything else you wanna work on. And actually there is a point that I'll, I'll expand on that in a little bit. Anyways, so don't worry about your, your skill level. Don't focus on comparing yourself to other people or even comparing yourself to yourself. For me, I'm at this point in my life where I'm less in shape now than I was at my peak of being in shape. 
For most of my life, from like second grade on, I was super depressed and super overweight. But even still, I was very physically active most of the time. I just ate a lot and was super stressed and didn't have good habits. And as such, I ballooned out. But I was very flexible. Um, I was very fast. I just didn't have a lot of endurance. And so I loved doing anything physical, football, basketball, karate, uh, track and field. I did a lot of stuff. I did hockey, roller hockey, but not, not ice hockey. I never got a chance to try that out. But um, I did a lot of stuff. And I, I got really comfortable, but I was never really confident in my ability. I just liked doing things. But as I got older, um, I finally took my life into my own hands and started getting healthy. I lost weight. I was super in shape, like 8% body fat, like something really crazy. You know, I was just super lean, like 190 pounds. Uh, I'm like 250 now. <laughs> um, I was 300 at my peak of being overweight. And uh, now that... Um, you know, when I moved to San Diego, I kept that, that journey. I kept working out. But when I moved back to Michigan or moved to Michigan uh, to stay with my parents, uh, it was just the culture shock, the change, everything really just messed me up emotionally. And I was sad because I felt like I was giving up on my dream of, uh, being a game developer. I felt like I was, you know, I had a new goal of being a coach, but, uh, it felt like I was failing in a lot of ways because I was moving back in with my parents, even though it was to help take care of them. It just really messed with me in a lot of different ways. And the people, I didn't click with the people there. It was just so many things that made me not really care about my health. And no one around me cared about their health at the time. So it was really challenging for me mentally and emotionally. And so as life got on, I got better jobs and, and uh, focused more on different aspects of my life. So I had that same drive, but I, I put it towards like YouTube. I put it towards coaching school. I put it towards my jobs and getting promotions and making money. Uh, but I didn't put it towards my, my physical health as much as I used to. I had a gym membership. You know, I tried to eat healthy and stuff like that, but it was nowhere near that level of like strict dedication as it was. So that really messed with my confidence as like a 25 year old all the way up to like 30. I, I never really got that back. And I'm on that journey now. And I've had to let go of a lot of baggage because I compared myself to myself and I still have to catch myself. I still do it, but I don't let it hold me back like it used to. I'm not thinking, well, I'm not as in shape as I used to be. It's so much harder now. Like, why is it so harder? Like, I'm just going to give up. You know, it's, it's not that for me. So that's one of the many lessons is don't focus on comparing yourself to others. Don't look at what you look like to others. That self-image. Don't put your worth of confidence in self-image because that's kind of a slippery slope that is never going to end because the bar is always going to change. That, that level that you compare yourself to can always move. And you'll find that as you get higher goals, you'll, you'll keep not being satisfied with who you are. I'm very much a perfectionist. And if you're like that, you're going to come across this issue where I, I had a very high paying job that because of COVID got laid off of. And uh, that temporarily messed with my confidence. And I had to really snap back and be like, no, I got priorities. I have a family. There's things I got to do. I cannot let myself wallow in self-pity because my confidence was messed up. And now that could mess with the rest of my performance and bleed into other areas of my life. So super important area to, to focus on. So progress through struggle gives you confidence. I love this one. It, it took me a long time to realize this. And as I said before, working out really helped me with that confidence because even though I was naturally good at things, I never really practiced. It wasn't until 20 to 30 that I really started to 
push myself and be uncomfortable. I started playing Marvel 3 competitively, or at least just like training competitively. And I started working out. And those were my only two things that I wanted to get good at at life. And I had my job at GameStop. I was an assistant manager. So I, you know, I had free rent because I was staying with my parents at the time. And so I was just grinding, fighting games and working out. And it wasn't until I realized that the struggle of of working out and challenging my body or challenging my mind and my execution on the controller that uh, I gained more confidence because I was focusing on getting through the struggle, not so much comparing myself to the end result. I made a choice to say, hey, I'm not going to worry about where I land. I'm just going to keep pushing myself through this uncomfortable situation. Like this, I can't do this combo. This thing is stupid hard, but I'm just going to keep on trying it, even if I keep failing it, whatever. You know, I can't hit these these weight goals, but I'm going to keep on trying to lift and work towards them and really focus on the struggle that I'm having right now. You know, I'm not getting the jobs that I want, but I'm going to keep on pushing and keep on trying to apply despite the fact that I'm getting rejected or not even getting any answer whatsoever, which sometimes no answer hurts more than getting rejected. I actually got happy when I started getting rejection letters because that meant they were paying attention to me to some point. But I got comfortable with that struggle. And then I got a job in sales. And so as I got my job in sales, I got a promotion at my job at Lowe's a long time ago and uh, had a job where I was I learned how to sell from working at GameStop because I worked there for six years. So I knew how to sell things, but I knew how to sell things that I liked. You know, it was easy to talk about games because I was knowledgeable in it because I liked video games. I had a degree in game design or I was working on my degree, uh, then graduated and still working at GameStop after I got promoted to assistant manager from Third Key. But working at Lowe's and selling outdoor power equipment, selling lawnmowers and chainsaws was way out of my element. And so, I was faced with confidence again and being concerned with, can I do this? Uh, but I was driven to do it despite the fact that I couldn't. And I did. I started reading manuals. I had coworkers that were way more knowledgeable than me. So I talked to them. I made allies so that uh, they would be more inclined to help me rather than building uh, up friction. There was one coworker in particular that really, really didn't like me. This old guy who just... Uh, we did not get along very well. But despite all of that, I still swallowed my pride and asked him questions and really prodded him for information. Even if he didn't like me, I still would listen to him talk to customers and, and parrot that and, and learn from it. Uh, and so that's that, that really helped me realize that, okay, I was good at GameStop at sales because I was passionate about the, the subject matter of video games, but I learned how to sell something despite not really having a huge passion for it. Uh, I knew that long-term I didn't want to sell lawnmowers for the rest of my life. I didn't want to sell chainsaws and weed whackers, but uh, I wanted to make ends meet because I was going to coaching school and that was like past 10 grand and I, I needed to pay that off. Uh, so I did what I had to do and I, I built up confidence in my ability to sell, but I also knew that one day I had to sell myself as a coach. So meanwhile, I'm trying to learn what I could do to move that towards uh, the things that I'm passionate about and uh, <laughs> give yourself a positive comment. Read in the chat over here. Thanks, James. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's my point there is that when you go through the struggle, selling things was uncomfortable, getting rejected and trying to tell people like, hey, you should get this credit card, this, this Lowe's credit card, yada, yada, yada. Uh, grinding through that process was very hard, but it still helped me build confidence because I was focused on the struggle 
and not so much the end result of getting that yes. I wasn't I wasn't worried about the no. I wasn't worried about the yes. It's like I just ask as many people as possible. Eventually, I'm going to get a yes. That's just kind of how sales work. There's tactics and techniques that help you uh, increase your percentage of, of working. But it's kind of like D&D where you level up your stats and it increases your chances of critting. But you're not always going to crit. It's kind of a roll of the dice, but you have to try to the best of your ability and keep on trying and, and put yourself in situations. It's kind of like, you, you uh, what's that saying? You never get a home run if you don't swing the bat. Or you, you, get, there's like, you get a home run at 0% of the time you swing the bat or something like that. I'm screwing it up, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, if you don't try, there's no way you can succeed. But if you do try, there's definitely a chance. It's kind of like that Dumb and Dumber movie where uh, the girl is telling Floyd, I think, that, you know, there's a, I wouldn't date you. What was it? Like, this girl's like a one in a million girl or something like that. And that's supposed to be like, you have no chance. But Floyd's like, so you're saying there's a chance. You know, I love that saying because like, he just, he, he was so enthusiastic and, and so willing to try that that one and a million meant that there was a chance, despite how minimal that chance may have been. Moving on. Confidence comes when you celebrate the effort. Just like what I said with the struggle, um, it's important to actually sit down and celebrate the fact that you tried. Now, I'm not saying you get a, a gold sticker for effort, or you know, you get, get a participation trophy. Does that sound right? Sure. I'm saying that it's important to celebrate the fact that you're trying. And especially when you start to do that, you are more inclined to do it consistently. You're more inclined to keep moving forward. And focusing on celebrating the actual victory, like there's a lot of people who play fighting games and they, they judge themselves based off of if they win or if they lose. And in my opinion, that's a very toxic mindset to do on a consistent basis, especially when you're trying to get better and you know you have to get better. If you think you're the best and you're at the tippy top, then sure, I can understand that mindset being a little bit more justified. But when you know that you're playing against someone who's at equal skill level or better, if you judge yourself based off of only if you win or lose, you're missing out on so many opportunities to grow as a player. Similarly, where if you judge yourself on if you get rejected by a girl or a guy or whoever, you're, you're only focusing on the yes and the no. You're not focusing on the process that you did. Like, how did you approach that person? Maybe you said things in an awkward way. Maybe you can be a little bit more smooth. Maybe you can be uh, more, know more about the person in a way of like, how, how do you talk to somebody? Have you read any books on how to approach somebody? Have you done any research? Have you done your homework? You know, a lot of people might scoff at the fact that, you know, reading, getting information from a book or from a YouTube video on how to be more confident with talking to uh, significant others, potential significant others. But it's a skill like anything else. So you have to focus on how can you get better? What can you do to improve? But if you just say yes, no, you get in your feelings and you don't find the information you need to actually adjust the issue. Rather than butting up against the wall over and over again and getting upset every time you lose, you are just focused on what you can do because you're focused on the process. Okay, I lost. What in the process did I do that I need to improve so that I can win next time? Or what information can I assimilate from this match or from my opponent. Um, and also, when you get mad at losing, you don't really find that respect in your opponent because you're too busy finding excuses for why you lost, whether you're beating yourself up or you're blaming somebody else for your losses. You're not helping yourself by focusing on the win-loss. You help yourself by focusing on the struggle, on the process, on what you can do better. So don't focus on the outcome, kind of like 
focusing on the journey, not the destination. It's really, really important. It's super cliche, but it's absolutely true because you, you start feeling stuck when you're not where you want to be. But a journey isn't about where you want to be. It's about the actual journey, the steps that you're taking, every single step. How well are you taking it? Kind of like Will Smith talks about building a wall. It's a really great talk where he talks about his dad had him, had Will Smith and Will Smith's brother build a wall. And it wasn't about finishing the wall. It was about placing each brick as perfectly as you could and making sure that each brick laid was as best as it could be. And that process makes the wall as good as it can be. So when you're focusing on doing every little step as best as you can, rather than just getting the wall done, you you grow more because each thing that you're doing, each process that you're experiencing is getting your full attention. It's getting your undivided attention rather than focusing on the end game. That's why a lot of players, when you know the life bar is really low, a lot of players do stupid stuff because they start getting stressed out because they want to get that win and they're afraid because they're probably going to lose because of that little pixel of health and they don't know how to be calm in that situation. So here's the thing right here. It was a hockey great Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Thank you very much, James. That, that is, I love that quote. I used to hate that quote because it sounded really cheesy. A lot of salesmen used to say that, but it, it's absolutely true. When you start taking responsibility for where you are now and where you would like to go and what you're doing to get there, you realize that that is 100% true, that you, you miss 100%, 100% of the shots you don't take. So let's move on. Visualize who you want to become is tip number four. Uh, I feel like in America, visualization is very underrated. Uh, taking the time to close your eyes and see the person that you want to be and not comparing yourself to where you want to be. I'm talking about just looking at that person and then dissecting that person. What are their habits? What are the things they do every day? Who are the people that that person surrounds themselves with? Figure that out and find the things that you have to do on a regular basis to be that person. Not so that you can compare yourself and get upset, but so that you can find the steps you need to take to be there. Now, you might have to do some research. You might have to think about this multiple times. You may have to revisit this because life gets crazy and sometimes we forget what our priorities are. Our long-term goals are very easy to forget. I used to have a saying for this because it's, it's so hard to remember long-term goals sometimes because they feel so invisible, so far away, so abstract. And that's why you create smaller goals like milestones to get there, but that's that's another point. Anyways, another point is treat confidence as if it's a skill. This one I absolutely love, and it, it encompasses everything that I'm talking about already. And a great example is the Elder Scrolls series. This was kind of an epiphany for me playing Skyrim and Oblivion and thinking about this. Other RPGs apply to this too, but I think the Elder Scrolls series is the best metaphor for this saying because in that game just about everything that you do levels up you jump from city to city you're jumping your athleticism goes up i don't think this happens in skyrim but in oblivion and morrowind it definitely happened where you walking jumping talking to people bartering swords shields whatever you use levels up and similarly with confidence it is a skill 100 percent, and the less you work on it the less is going to be good. That's just the fact of the matter. And skills can atrophy over time. If you don't work on them, you forget 
certain lessons, they don't become muscle memory anymore, so they they depreciate, they they deflate. So with confidence, whatever the area is that you're not confident in, you have to be able to treat it like a skill. You know, fighting games. You gotta revisit it regularly and Sometimes you have to focus on a very small aspect, whether it be hit confirms or uh, focusing on your MIDI setups or your mix-ups. It, it doesn't matter, but being able to do that is super duper important. Being able to treat your confidence like it's a skill and, and work on it on a regular basis, revisit it, and look at what can you do to improve your skill and how can you find a way to, to do it consistently. Confidence must be worked on consistently and, and exposing yourself to what scares you is probably going to be the best way to gain more confidence. Putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. I've said this several times, but I've kind of grown to dislike the term cringe. Not because of the term itself, but because how a lot of people uh, approach that word uh, in, in, in real life. Not so much like online videos, like, oh, I watch online videos, very cringy. Not, not so much that, but like... You don't want to put yourself in a cringy situation because it's uncomfortable. And, and so a lot of people avoid uncomfortable situations because it's quote unquote cringy. It makes them feel uncomfortable. And there's not really an easier way of, there's no other way of improving at being confident unless you put yourself in a situation where you're forced to have confidence. And you're not always going to play it right. You're not always going to do things perfectly. You're going to be embarrassed. But over time, you start to learn that uh, you start asking, what is embarrassment? Embarrassment is when you are so concerned with what other people think about you that you feel incredibly uncomfortable. But what if you can just not care what other people think about you or even what you think about yourself in a situation? Then... It's not an uncomfortable situation. It's not a cringy situation. It's not an awkward situation. It's just a situation you're in where other people might feel awkward, but who cares? Because you don't. You know, I've learned personally that I'm a very awkward and weird person. I'm weird just because I think about life the way that I think about life. And I used to be very ashamed of, of who I was as a person. Before even being positive and optimistic, I, I quieted myself because I was afraid of what other people would think about me. And I didn't realize how crippled I was by all of this. So hopefully I'm coming through a little louder now. Hopefully. We'll see. So yeah, I really, really encourage you to find the things that make you feel uncomfortable. And put yourself in situations, not, I'm not saying like throw yourself into the fire. You don't have to be like, okay, I'm going to stand in front of 500 people because I'm afraid of public speaking. Like, I'm not saying that. Not something that's going to traumatize you. Start small, you know, start, start like, let's say you want to get better at tournament nerves. You're, you're always afraid of, you, you play worse because you're on stream or you're on a tournament. Start your own stream and stream to nobody. Start your own YouTube channel or play around, like go to a tournament and just enter into it and keep entering into tournaments despite the fact that you're going to lose. Who cares? The point isn't just to win. It's to get comfortable with the fact that you feel uncomfortable when you're at a tournament. The more you expose yourself to it, the less it's going to bother you. The more your skin is going to harden to this kind of stuff and really reflect on those areas. Think about 
when you start playing worse, why are you playing worse? Are you playing worse because you made a mistake and now you're afraid other people are looking at you? Do you play worse when you get on stream versus when you aren't on stream? Like identify the specifics of what makes you feel uncomfortable and run at those things rather than running away from those things. Uh, I was very much a scaredy cat when I was younger, you know, afraid of my shadow, literally, uh, when I was younger. Uh, thank you. Thank you, by the way. So it's incredibly important to to challenge yourself. And I, I try to do this all the time. I actually just had a conversation today uh, with my fiance about a topic that I won't get into specifics, but I said, doing this around my parents makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And her, her response was to try to figure out like, well, what, what, like, what are we going to do to fix that? You know? And after talking to her, I was like, it's not that I need to fix it. I'm just expressing to you that if I seem uncomfortable, it's because this does make me uncomfortable. I'm still going to find a way to do it, but this is something that makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable because I'm not used to being myself around my parents. And so it, for me, I know, and I know that I'm aware that certain things make me feel uncomfortable and that I'm not looking forward to them and I don't want to do them sometimes, but, uh, Regardless of that, I still have to push through through it and, and do it because holding myself back isn't helping me any. And sometimes I just want to share that I'm uncomfortable with, with her specifically. Usually I don't really talk about that kind of stuff. But uh, when I'm nervous about something, I try to push myself towards those things. Now, my parents is a whole other can of worms because parents are parents. But, you know, talking on stage, when I got that job at Western, um, I, I think... That was probably the biggest crowd that I was in front of, you know, doing some of those presentations. And it wasn't just me up there, but um, that was something I had always wanted to do, but also incredibly afraid to do. I remember when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, we had to do these presentations, which wasn't a big deal by itself. Like I hated presentations and talking about it, but I remember I had to do a presentation on Muhammad Ali. And I was like, I did my preparing, everything. I was, I was still very nervous because I hated talking in front of the class. Like I was super scared. Uh, but then I found out that she was going to, the teacher was going to record it. And I was so nervous that after I got home from doing the presentation, like I was shaking the whole entire time reading my paper. Like I was super nervous. I, I threw up when I got home. I was just that nervous. I wasn't sick or anything like that. But like I finally got home. I finally felt safe. And I was like, there it is. <laughs> I made it to the bathroom, but man, I was just incredibly nervous. And I think that was a very eye-opening experience for me. Uh, for a while, I sort of recessed back and I was like, I'm just going to avoid this because I remember being in high school, similar situation happened where they wanted me to dance in front of a camera. I, I, walked, I failed that class because I refused to do that. I was like, I'm not going to dance on camera for a grade. And so I had to go to summer school uh, for not dancing because I was that scared. You know, I, I didn't care about passing the school. I would rather save face uh, or passing, yeah, passing that grade because it was my senior, no, no, it was my sophomore year, junior year, junior year, 11th grade. And uh, I flunked my English class mainly because I was like, no, and it was like a final project kind of thing. It was stupid in my opinion, whatever. I'm still a little salty about it, but I got through it, took summer classes and, you know, I'm graduated on time. Graduated at 17, so it still worked out. All right. And the last thing, this is very, very huge for a lot of you guys, and I strongly encourage you to keep this in check and, and do this more than anything else, is eliminate negative self-talk and replace that with positive self-talk. And I've heard so many times that that's so awkward, that's so uncomfortable, talking in front of the mirror and saying, I can do it, I, I can do it, and in the mirror, a bunch of times, incredibly uncomfortable. It was for me, I remember when I was first losing weight, 
I would stand in front of the mirror, grab my belly fat, and be like, I'm going to lose this. I am going to lose this in the mirror. And I felt so awkward, but I was like, you know what? I learned that talking to yourself is how you program yourself. And so a lot of people subconsciously are berating themselves and convincing themselves that they're terrible, they're bad, they're failures, and they don't know they're doing it. They think it's very, like, uh, either sarcastic or cathartic or, or some sort of, like, just joke or kind of casual, but you're actually programming yourself when you say these things on a regular basis. Uh, so you have to start to replace those. Stop, at least at the minimum, try to stop saying it out loud, but also stop saying it in your head as well. And replace that with, you know, I can do this or I can do it better next time or what can I do better next time? And for me, when I was going to coaching school, uh, it's kind of funny or silly to me, but I have um, like a quote that I, I say when I get into a state to where I'm afraid of doing something to the point where I'm like, should I do this because I'm this nervous? And uh, it was a classmate of mine who had to coach me. In coaching school, you have to you have like 100, 100 hours of coaching time. And so you're, you're coaching your classmates and they're coaching you and you're getting that experience. And so she coached out of me, like what's something that you can say when you are, are feeling not confident in something? And so my, my saying is I got this shit. And when I'm, when I'm not streaming, when I'm not playing games, I don't tend to cuss a lot. And so it was significant for me and it kind of got a shock out of her because I was like, you know, she's like, what, what is it saying? I was like, I got this shit. And she was like, all right, cool. I like that. You know, that's powerful. You know, adding a cuss word to there. Uh, not, I don't add it just to add it, but it's like the inner voice in my head is like, what can you say to make you move forward? And it's like, you got this shit. You can do this. Like you can really push through all of this this bullshit that's happening in in this in your head the story you're telling yourself that you can't do something and if you can't do it this time you can do it next time so you got this shit so find something that sticks for you find a quote that you can say that feels something for you i have several motivational speeches that i have like stuck in my head you know the rocky one is is the the best one that i have um just memorized for the most part from the rocky balboa movie when he's older talking to his son great Great sign, uh, great line. Uh, I encourage you to look up the YouTube video because it's more powerful than, than me doing it. And I've said it several times on the podcast anyway. Uh, one other thing that goes along with that is finding other voices, other inspirations that you can put in your head. You know, I have cartoon characters or comic book characters, movie characters, real motivational speakers, um, authors that I imagine in my head. I visualize in my head and imagine what they would say or what they have said in similar situations and this isn't just crazy talk i've read several books where this is a common technique a really good one that's that's fairly old but still pretty relevant is napoleon hill's think and grow rich and he talks about having this mastermind in your head where you go to bed and you think about this round table of people that you consult with and and talk to and listen to what they would say and say, hey, you know, I'm in this situation. It's like, well, this person's very brash. And he's like, well, you need to suck it up, grow some balls and go do it. And then someone else is, is more compassionate. He's like, listen, I understand you're concerned about this situation that you're in, but you're more important than this situation. You're bigger than this one situation. You know that these thoughts aren't what make you. The people that are thinking about you 
doesn't really matter. You can't control what they think. They're going to think what they think no matter what. But what's important is you pushing through and doing what you need to do. Or someone else that's just like, oh, yeah, you got you. Like, this some random redneck that inspires you. It's like, you can do this shit. You got it, man. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter. Whatever inspires you, find those voices, find those people, and put them in your head. And let them motivate you. It's weird for some people, uh, but it's incredibly helpful. And I think a lot of people who play video games, watch anime. Solid Snake is one of the inner dialogues in my head that that makes me feel motivated. Someone that just does it no matter what. You know, he he pulls through regardless of of how he feels about something because the, the mission must get done. Now I'm not saying <laughs> have the same level of situations and and moral questioning but uh, it's it's nice to have that motivation that someone that I look up to can be in my head and, and push me towards my goals so hopefully at least one of those things helped you out because I believe that everyone has a lot of potential has incredible potential to do what they want but there's so many of us that are held back because of our confidence, because of fear, and we're crippled by it. And I don't want to see that. I want to see people who are achieving their goals, failing forward, and, and doing it, and getting it. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Uh, I want to do more of these live streams. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, uh, it's twitch.tv slash philosopher. Same way it's spelled pretty much everywhere else, and you can catch me. Uh, I'm starting to do it Saturday nights. And then uploading it Sunday nights on the pod, Podbean, on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. So come hang out. Come support the scene. Have a conversation afterwards. And thank you guys so much. But as always, I will see you all in the next one. <laughs>